drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It is Wednesday, you know what that means. It is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Kool-Aid drinkers, Wait, hold on, let me fill up your glass. Drink it in now. We are three weeks away, basically, from Lions training camp. The Lions are getting, they were getting hyped everywhere. Now they're getting disrespected. We're favored in one football game. Dan freaking Campbell is getting national disrespect, ranking him as, what, the 30th head coach? Please. And uh, we just got so much more to talk about. But we are in our Dollars Make Sense series here on the show. But I had to get this guy back. He's got to come back in and uh, do what he does. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Talk Lions football. Chops, you're back on the show. How you doing, man? Oh, Okri, it's great to be back on the show. Uh, and hey, listen, uh, as far as the national disrespect goes for Mr. Dan Campbell, that guy earns every penny that we pay him in his entertainment value alone. Let me tell you, that guy. I mean, he probably spends half of it at Starbucks, you know, hitting those uh, Mocha Choca bullshit stuff that he drinks. But damn, that guy is hyped and he earns every dollar he makes. So let's talk a little dollars and cents when it comes to our Detroit Lions. Let's do that, man. Let's get right into Woo-wee! it. <laughs> now, speaking of that sound bite, like, real quick, I, I was going to go to your – you're my hockey insider. I want your quick take on our new head coach, which his first name is Derek, so you know he's got to be amazing and it's spelled the right way, as well as the NHL draft. We'll get your thoughts here in a second. But, Choppy, right before you got on, man, we got a loyal Kool-Aid drinker that tried to call in live. But, of course, you know, I got to make my schedule around you. I got to wait extra late. You're busy and all this stuff. So we weren't able to get this guy live. But Cornbread Jerry is calling in from North Kakalaki, and he left a voicemail. Why don't we just play that now before we get your hockey takes? Oh, fire it up. Sorry, Cornbread Jerry. I wish we were live. You know, my my diva status uh, prevented us from answering the call there. You know, my uh, my my latte was not ready and, you know, my limo hadn't quite arrived to the studio. So, uh, you know, uh, my apologies, sincere uh, to uh, Cornbread Jerry. But, yeah, let's uh, let's honor this guy and uh, throw his call up on the uh, on the old uh, machine. This guy chops in the D wants green M&Ms. Here we go. Cornbread Jerry talking lions. He's got takes. He's going to our gimmicks. Let's do this. Okri, it's your boy, Cornbread Jerry. Listen, man, loving that content. Dollars make sense, man. That's, that's great to go into something nobody else is talking about right now and dropping fresh content for the millions of Kool-Aid drinkers out there. Much appreciated. Listen, man, love the review of the quarterbacks and safeties. Real quick on the safeties, man. Walker, Elliott. And Kirby, that right there is your top three. 
C.J. Moore gets that fourth spot because he's a special teams ace, just like you said. To me, it's going to come down to another cage match. It's going to be Effie versus Will Harris. And uh, Effie is going to be the new Casey, if you will, as Dan Campbell calls it. He's going to be the big matchup. He's going to be the big nickel or the big safety. And Will Harris will be out of a job just as soon as Jerry Jacobs heals up. That's going to be the last roster spot uh, that's going to go. So, so what I got, oh, and one last thing. You said Choppy has dibs on the woo. Listen, man, when you're from the hometown of the nature boy, Ricky Flair, Charlotte, North Carolina, you always get dibs on the woo. Woo. What do you got to say about that, Choppy? Oh, man, all I got to say is woo. Choppy likey. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I think somewhere in that call Cornbread Jerry called Iffy Tasty and then referred to him as the Big Mac before calling him the Big Nickel. The fact that he has DJ what do he say? Jalen Elliott or CJ Moore, whoever was the th- uh right behind Kirby. I mean we can't have a special team ace as number four. It's gonna have to be uh Iffy or another ball player. But other than that, he, he promoted the show, he did the millions and millions talking to the people. He did a couple other gimmicks. He he called you out on something. I like that a lot. That's a good call by Cornbread. Cornbread. Yeah, that's an absolutely uh, stellar call. We gotta we gotta get this guy on live, Oak. It's uh, we're gonna make it happen for the millions and millions of friends. I mean, the people. And the people consist of the millions. <laughs> So so when Cornbread real quick did his woo-wee or whatever, and then I did the Ric Flair, I, I still got to admit, I mean, I think you still got it. Woo-wee! I think that's still the winner. Woo-wee! And then your live version was almost better than that bit. So good. congrats to you, buddy. That's that's a classic of all time that you dropped during the NFL draft. So so we, we got so much to talk about, Chops. We can't mess around. But um, what's your quick stuff on everything going on with the Red Wings? Give it to us in, in a minute or two. Yeah, I got to give us our hot takes on the uh, moves here the Red Wings made. They had to wait for the uh, Stanley Cup final to be over so they could name their guy Derek Lalonde, the uh, new head coach. Uh, I love this hire. He's been with Tampa Bay for the last three years. Um, Of course, they won the Cup uh, two of the last three and were in this final. So he's worked his way up the ranks. He's he's head coached in the minors. He's ECHL, UHL, AHL, assistant coach in the NHL, now head coach in the uh, now here for the Red Wings. Um, he's, he's a great guy. I mean, he's a player's coach. He demands accountability. He's very defensively responsible. Um, but he's real big on relationships. Um, when you listen to him talk, he talks about creating a willing, winning culture, um, based through relationships and mutual respect from players to head coach and, uh, and staff. So that's great for me. The bottom line with this guy is that he has, um, he has been successful and won everywhere he goes. He just, the bottom line is he wins. Um, he's taken every losing team that he's gone to and he's made them into a winner. Um, he's taken them to championships. He's a uh, positive record turnaround. Um, I mean, yeah, I know we need more talent, but it's pretty clear this guy just finds a way to win. So I'm super jacked about him coming to the Red Wings. Um, and hey, you know what? With the draft being two days away, I know it's not the NFL draft, but uh, the NHL draft is uh, coming up. And I'm just going to say, don't be surprised if... Uh, the Iser plan includes uh, moving some of these assets, 10 picks in this draft. Uh, he may u- use those to move up 
And uh, one guy that I see that he's loving is Shane Wright. If that guy drops out of the top two, look for Stevie Boy to make his move and maybe try to sneak up into three and grab that guy. If he sits and stands pat, uh, there's a real good uh, young defenseman that I'm like, people are calling him Mo Cider Light, uh, which is interesting. But uh, his name's David Jajur. I can never say his last name, but it's uh, Jurasek. So David Jurasek. Um, look, look for him to be there at the number eight spot. He'll be a good D core and, uh, they call, they're calling him Mo Cider Light. So that's your, uh, Red White, Red Wings insider take for the day. Um, <laughs> back to you for Pistons insider <laughs> info. There you go. I know you would, you would maximize your allotted time, which you did, but the, the were good thoughts. I know there's people that want to hear about our lines. We'll get to it. We're talking running backs, cornerbacks. Um, today on the show about their contracts, the players, we're going to get all into it rapid fire style, but yeah, man, I just wanted to hit on our Pistons real quick because Detroit sports is back, baby. I mean, the Detroit Pistons sat right where they were in the draft, played some poker and got Jaden Ivy. Oh baby. Then they sat there and they just wheeled and dealed believe in weave just took people for everything they had and got, uh, Jalen Duran. Oh, Baby! <laughs> oh my goodness, my buddies Jay Will Wags—they should have been over here, man. We were trying to set up something where they could come watch this. This is when the Pistons have turned a corner. I mean, this young core with Cade and Bay and Stu and the other—I mean, it's just going to be so fun. I'm so excited about it. So you feel like the Red Wings are about ready to get rolling? I keep harping on you, like they got to start winning again. My Pistons have been putting pieces together they're about to do it and you know who's really about to do it choppy you know who's really about to get into this the detroit lie oh i <laughs> i mean it's gonna yeah, be right, kool-aid right. flowing everywhere Drink it in, make it a double baby so i i just can't wait i think these next five years or so are gonna be really fun for all these teams and not because we're just gonna win with snap of our fingers but young cores coming up together good general managers gosh i can't wait man can't wait <laughs> Uh, it's going to be an exciting year, Oakry. It's going to be great. Uh, so excited to see this team on the field. I mean, hard knocks in what, three weeks? Two and a half weeks? Oh, can't wait. Hard knocks. Michigan football. Yeah, I said it. Go blue, baby. So, all right. You ready to talk some lines, some dollars and cents, man? We got to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's dive right into our running back. So, what do you got for us? So, so these were personal choices by at chops in the D you guys can find him on Twitter there. You can give me a follow at Derek Oakry. You said you want to talk about running backs and corners. So of course I did all the work. You kind of sat back, you know, on a three week vacation or whatever you were. And, and I sent you all the notes. Cause again, you know, gotta be prepared. Gotta have my notes, but, but we just got, we, we got bullet points here. We're going to talk about the salary cap hits for most of these players. Maybe when they're going to be a free agent, kind of their general ages, and then maybe tell you guys about a couple things that we notice in these contracts that are intriguing or to keep an eye on, whether it's an, an out in the clause or some or just the general dollars that will probably surprise you when we talk about some of these football players. So, man, so let's talk about DeAndre Swift, the number one running back for the Lions. He's getting a lot of hype out there, people talking about 
this guy being uh, a breakout running back, you know, throwing out running and receiving type numbers. DeAndre Swift's contract, he's about a $2.3 million cap hit overall. He's not a free agent until 2024, so we've got him for a couple more years. Guy's only 23 years old, been in the league for two seasons now. I mean, I really like this contract. This shows again why, even though the running back position is devalued, you get one in the top, middle, bottom, second round, top, third round. The contract looks amazing, especially with the kind of production you get. Yeah, absolutely, Okri. I mean, and then, you know, we back that right up with uh, with Swaggy. I mean, he's making $4.6 million, roughly. He's going to be a free agent next offseason, uh, 27 years old. But, I mean, these two guys at the top, uh, you know, making a combined $6.9 million is is a great one-two punch, in my opinion. Um, looking at last year, I mean, three, three, about 300 carries, a little more over three, 300 carries for them, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, uh, 610 receiving yards from those two as well. And, uh, I mean, I think they're just a nice little one-two combo, right? I think they're a little underrated. I think people are kind of down on Swift, but I expect that guy to blow up this year. So, um, And Swag is just there, and he's just solid, and he's a great uh, change-of-pace guy. If, if Swift gets hurt, he jumps right in. I mean, we, I got no problems with Swaggy getting paid backup money. And, uh, and again, the, the combined total for those two is just a great setup. So a couple quick takes, like – I I'm putting my flag down of if they get DeAndre Swift the ball, especially in the passing game, I put 800 and 800 as my numbers and people, Oh, that's crazy. That's amazing season. Like you got an extra game, uh, you know, 800 rushing yards is like 50 some a game, whatever the math works out to be. It's not that much a thousand. Everybody puts that. It's not that big, but I want to talk about swag for a minute because when I was looking at his contract, like there is an out, a potential out heading into this year. And post June 1, they could could cut the player with only a 1.6 dead cap, uh, nothing in 2023 in regards to dead cap, a $3 million savings. Um, you know, moving forward, if they if they release him, a, a four million dollar savings if they trade him, like we we said that is crazy a few weeks ago, and it still feels that way. But three four million dollars isn't uh, isn't chump change in the NFL at least. But we both agree they're probably both around when you say I'd like to see that combo again this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, it makes zero sense to let Swag go. I mean, he's proven that he can jump right in when we need him to. Um, you know, both those guys have dealt with some injuries. I think they both played 13, started 13 games last year. But I, I mean, to me, that one-two punch is is great at the top. And I'll be completely honest. I don't know if I necessarily trust trust Jefferson or Netflix Craig to jump in and uh, jump into that number two role right away. Speaking of jumping in, I just had Dan freaking Campbell jump in in the background there because I was trying to give you a few of these. That's like three bells for your absolutes. You're, um, you know, always agreeing with me, and you're going back to old gimmicks here on the show. So I gotta hit you with that bell. But yeah, let's keep rolling through these running backs, man. Um, you know, Jamar Jefferson's a guy that everyone seems to have kind of written off already, just because. I mean, what'd you expect from the guy? Did you expect him to to blow up when he's basically the fourth, fifth on the depth chart last year? I'd expect him to be the number three running back. When you look at his contract, this kid's young, man. 22 years old heading into the season. Won't be a free agent until 2025. So you've got him for, um, you know, 
three more seasons uh, under that rookie deal. And gosh, rookie contracts. They took this guy in the seventh round. I mean, makes $844,000 a year in regards to a cap hit. And some of that's mixed into bonuses, things like that. So, you know, Jamar Jefferson doesn't cost you a damn thing. He's got a lot of talent. I'd expect him to kind of come on the scene and be a nice 3-4 running back for this team. Yep, can't can't argue with that one. I mean, you got to love that rookie deal, especially when you're drafting him in the seventh round. And, uh, I mean, that guy almost makes as much as you do, huh, yeah, I mean, give or take, you know what I mean? Like, uh, he, he got a bigger signing bonus, but yeah, the, the other numbers are, you know, similar. But yeah, let, yeah, let, they about match up. They match up. So, let me, so let's, uh, let's talk about Netflix Craig next, right? So you're looking at a cap hit of, uh, 965,000. He's a free agent next off season. Um, a little older than I thought he's 26 years old. Um, but he did show some flashes last year. Um, I think people, you know, they, it's a nice story. I think some people, you know, it's kind of gimmicky. He fits into the show uh, in that aspect where it's Netflix Craig. But, uh, you know, I, I actually like this guy as a player. He's cheap. Um, you know, he's he's not as young as I thought. or He's, he's a little older than I thought. But um, I still think he's a serviceable 3-4 running back if if we need him in a pinch. So, uh, you know, again, for, for the 965K, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> Chubby, here, here's a couple of things. First of all, I mean, you, you do well with this. Woo-wee! You also do well with this. Woo! Hashtag Chubby Liking. But you're, you're, you're Craig, you know, trying to go to nicknames. First of all, he's already been deemed that he's Hulu now. He's not Netflix anymore, first of all. And then your your Craig is way off. If you're going to do it, it goes something like this. Come on, Craig. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to get into it if you're going to do it. Don't give me a half. You know, give me this type of energy. Woo-wee! So, you know, you're over here harping on how old he is. 26. I mean, the guy came on the scene. He's a brick house. Um, I love this guy, what he can do on the football field. Now, can he be a guy that can be producer? Is he going to be a special team? You know, I don't know. I would really like those top three guys to ball because they're more talented. But Craig's no joke. I could uh, see him really showing up if there's an injury where this guy could get the football, do some things. He's, he's no joke at all with the, with the ball in his hands. Very physical, very productive when he had the ball last year. And I, I like that contract, you know. Um, he's probably looking to prove himself again, too, this next year and, and see if he can stay in the league. Uh, another guy I put on this list, but Track still has him as safety. I don't know why. I don't think this guy's going to make the cut as a running back, even though he had a few splashes last year. But Godwin... Igwe, Buque, I mean, this guy's 28 years old, and he's making, you know, 895000 I I just don't see him getting on the roster, but he is in this running back mix as well. Let, let, let me kick it to you for a Jason Cabinda take. I can't wait for fullback talk from you. Where's the cricket soundtrack? <laughs> I mean, the guy, make, the guy makes double, double of what my boy Jefferson makes. Uh, with his 1.5 cap hit, 2024 free agent with a potential buyout, 26 years old. Uh, dude, I, I, why do we need a million and a half dollar fullback? Can someone please tell me this? Why? Well, I'll tell you because I'm a little torn on this player because I think Jason Cabinda is a hell of a dude. 
a hard worker, a sledgehammer. He could also, you know, he played linebacker, so he can give you some crazy flexibility if you really need it. He's also catch the football, so I think he's gives you some flexibility. He had a touchdown last year on a little goal line type play they ran for him. So I mean, he's more than a, a knucklehead fullback like you think about, you know, 30 years ago. Um, Kabinda, to me, is a guy that they love. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of his numbers, like if they were to release him after June 1st, you know, they're going to save basically that entire amount. They're only going to have a dead cap of 500000 as well as, um, you know, same with a trade, basically. So if if he's hurt or didn't work or he's not giving them what they need, they can move on from him with no problem. Um, and that's an out right now. That's uh, that's not having to wait um, moving forward, it appears. So, um, you know, they, they brought him because he's one of their guys, but they could easily move on from him. And uh, I just like this guy as a, as a teammate and somebody that can add something besides stats. And, and like you say, that number is, is a little bit a 1.535 type million cap hit. But when you dig into the numbers, it's not necessarily that. Okay, I mean, come on. He had four receptions for 16 yards. Don't tell me he's he's got some hands on him, dude. Yeah, he got a touchdown <laughs> in a meaningless game, but let's let's uh let's tap the brakes on the, on the guy, you know. I'm not calling him butter sticks, but four receptions, come on. The so, point I, was, for for a million and a half dollars, you want to talk about making a cut. Uh that's that's my cut right there. This is where we get into trouble with your whole production. You want to see all these numbers when I say you can catch, I mean he just he gives you that little bit of versatility. I'm not saying he's going to catch 30 passes from the fullback position. He can just do multi-versatile things, which is valuable, and they love him as a person, so they paid this man. I mean, I'm with you where I would probably not, but if they're going to use him properly and need a fullback, then this is a good guy to have. Can we move on Hey, now? Oakry, you know who else had four receptions last year on this team? Grandpa Fells. Grandpa Fells had four receptions last year and, and 43 yards, not 17. So come on, man. Dude, just this, come on. this is classic choppy. He's got, he's got his production page pulled up where it's all about what you did rather than what you actually bring to the football team. Chops would just have a bunch of guys with stats only that can't, don't have any heart, can't play, no one likes them. You know what I mean? See how that would work in your locker room. Can, can we move on, please? We spent about five minutes on fullback. Yeah, let's move on. I, 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 in we, fact, I, so you know, we need, we now need that you've ruffled my feathers, I got to get out. I got to get out my sheet here. Okay. Oh, we, right, we, right. we we need lots okay, of time to talk right. about Greg now. Bell, the undrafted free agent who's not a restricted free agent until 2025. The guy makes a whopping 700,000, maybe, but he could have only be 5,000 in dead cap uh, based on the signing bonus they gave him. This kid's 24 years old. I like him in college, but unless there's multiple injuries, I don't know really how he makes the roster, but I kind of do like this player as a bowling ball, pound it type running back that was pretty productive at, uh, where was he at? San Diego State, I believe. Yeah, he had a nice little career at uh, San Diego State. Uh, he's one of those guys where, you know, you, you almost wonder if he can get him on the practice squad in case we do have some, you know, crazy injury situation going on. I can't see him making the active roster, especially when we're keeping a fullback on. So, um, but I do like I do like his style of play. Um, I think that he has some upside. And again, you know, that restricted free agent for the next three seasons, uh, you know, maybe a guy we can stash on the practice squad and hope nobody tries to snag him away. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. So to, just to wrap it all up, there's not much money when you look at the overall picture in regards to running backs, which is a good thing in today's game. People can say, well, Lions have missed on second rounders. You know, if you want to talk about the past, which a lot of Lions haters do, you know what I mean? Like this guy. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> I swear Gator from 97.1 is an absolute hater on the Lions right now. I don't know what his problem is, but people always tell you how many second rounders they missed on, who they paid and didn't work out. But, like, you look at it now, I feel like those top three are pretty talented players. There's not a big contract on this team, $10 million running back like you'd see on some other teams, <coughs> Cowboys, um, across the league. So I feel like they've used their assets pretty well. They haven't found any, like, ultra diamonds in, like, the fourth, fifth round type of thing. But um, if Swift Swag do what they did last year and Jefferson comes on and Craig, come on, Craig, um, does what he's supposed to do, like, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely, Okri. You know, uh, you took a shot at me right off the opening about you doing all the research and prepping all the stats. Well, I want to I want to throw this at you here just to wrap up before we cut to break here. So I did a little comparison about running back duos, and um, you know, looking at what most people consider the top five NFL running back duos. You got Elliott and Pollard in Dallas, Chubb and Hunt in Cleveland, Jones and Dillon in Green Bay. Taylor and Hines in uh, Indy, and then Williams and Gordon in Denver. So Swift and Sag, like a swag, like I mentioned, is making six point nine million dollars com- combined. Elliott and Pollard nineteen point three, Chubb and Hunt eleven point four, Jones and Dylan seven point three, Taylor and Hines seven point two, and then I mean for me the ultimate here is uh, Williams and Gordon only making four point four million. So. You know, I'll, I'll take Swift and Swag at nine at uh, six point nine million with that group. So, you know, are they going to be crazy good? Do they have a? You know, I think Swift has potential to be an elite running back if they give him the ball and let him do his thing. And uh, imagine that group just you know soaring into the top ten, top five if Swift can take over, and then having those two guys locked down for the next two seasons at six point nine million dollars a year. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm doing 800 and 800 for Swifty, so hope that works out for sure. Um, let, let's go ahead and get our great sponsors in here, and we come back, man. You want to talk some corners, and there's lots of guys to talk about, lots of intrigue, lots of dollars make sense to get into. Everybody, be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? 
It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back. I'm sure your glass is empty, so uh, let me fill it up so you can do this. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! Now, before we jump into the second segment, we're talking about cornerback, why these dollars make sense. Brad Holmes is rubbing his hands together. He's doing some big things for this football team. Lots of good contracts. Not a lot committed for the future. We got no big dollars. No, like, you know, uh, middle linebacker making $15 million a year. He hasn't paid the tight end yet. You know, doing some smart moves, so we're excited about that. We'll get into it. Before we do, I just want to harp on why we did that Cornbread Jerry call, because I told a few of the people that came Keep calling in. Hey, you know, normally we get rolling at this time uh, on a Tuesday is normally when we record. Uh, if you call in, then I might be able to pick you up live and, and chat with you for a couple minutes. So, Choppy, I think we're going to need to like figure out how to really next time you're on, maybe give out the times, uh, connect with a few of these folks, and see if we can do some live calls on the show, man. I think that'd be fun. Oh, Okri, nothing would make me happier than to start off the podcast uh, with, you know, just some great banter with the with the people. I mean, we got it. We got to queue it up. We got to put a time. We got to put it out on the Twitterverse. Uh, you know, you can find me at Chops and the D. Of course, you know where you can find your boy Derek Okri on the Twitter. And uh, <laughs> man, we got to get some time slots and get some people to call in because taking live calls uh, while we're recording would be absolutely fantastic. And we love our listeners. We know you guys love us. And, uh, you know, we're just so happy to be serving you up that cornbread and Kool-Aid every week. I mean, we're talking to you, Steve and Callie, Cornbread Jerry. I mean, we got Paul Jackson from Tampa. I mean, can we get Brian Ives on here? How about how about Bo Frisco? I keep calling these guys out, but there's only a few people like Cornbread and Steve and, and, and that are really stepping up to the plate. So bring a take that doesn't suck and use our gimmicks and say how great the show is. And let's do this. So, yeah, I just want to get that in off the top. But good first segment, man. We got into it. We tried to hype people up about these Detroit teams. I mean, we got Wings, we got Pistons, and we got the Detroit Lions that are coming, that are ready to do some things. So let's get ready to roll, man. You got anything else before we get going on the second segment talking about corners? Yeah, Okri, before we uh, transition over to the defensive side of the ball, I want to throw a funny little stat here that I found uh, you know, about the uh, the uh, offense. Um, and I want to pose a quick question to you, and I want to see what your thoughts are. Who, what NFL team do you think has the most expensive offense so far in 2022? Offense oh, alone, what team in the NFL? 
Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, I'm scrolling through the Twitterverse. I'm all over a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to my Lions. So I was shocked when I saw this. I know this answer. I can fill out the Scantron. It's letter A, which stands for the Lions. The Detroit Lions are the most expensive offense, and that's due to the offensive line. And some, and your boy, Jared Goff, making $35 plus million. I was surprised to see it as well, but they better put up some points. Your boy better throw some spirals. That's all I got to say. Hey, listen, you're exactly right. You got it. Uh, it's the Detroit Lions, and much like your breakdown on the last show with the quarterbacks, Jared Goff is a huge chunk of that. But the nice thing is that a lot of that money is dedicated to the line protecting my boy Jared Goff and our running back team. And, uh, you know, th- that O-line is set now. Uh, they're going to be paid a lot of dollars, but to me it makes a lot of sense. I get the laugh. Too. <laughs> I almost missed the laugh. Uh, didn't don't get don't it forget time. the laugh. Don't forget got, the laugh. You got to hit yeah. them both. So well, with the million dollar man, the laugh, that good stat from you and everything else we said, let's dive into these corners, man. And I'm talking about Mr. Okuda. <laughs> this guy, everyone is still down on him. There's a little bit of hype and buzz due to his workout videos and whatnot. But we're talking dollars. That makes sense on the show, S-E-N-S-E. And I want to ask you, at Chops and the D, does $9.14 million as a cap hit make sense for Mr. Okuda, the number three pick, heading into 2022 season? Is he going to live up to that number? What do you think? Oak, I mean, that that $9.1 million makes him the 12th paid corner in the league. So that's a huge, huge spot to fill. I mean, you know, so, you know, looking at this list of guys that are uh, that are ranked ahead of him, Ramsey, Humphrey, Griffin, White, Peters, Darby, Fuller, Slay, uh, J- uh, Jackson. I mean, all those guys make more money than him. Um, and to fill out that top 12, he's got some huge shoes to fill. But the number that really strikes me um, that I love when we talk about that group and Mr. Okuda is that he's 23 years old. All those yes. other guys are 27 or older. Uh, 26, sorry. Humphrey is 26. He still has three years of youth on these guys. So, yeah, the $9.1 million hit uh, seems like a sticker shock off the bat. But he's he's only 23, and he's coming off of an injury, and I think we just don't know what we've got in him yet. But I think he's got a big bounce here. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to be probably a top 20 corner, uh, maybe a top 15, and he's going to start earning that contract. I think he's going to have to do a lot on the field before many are going to not only believe in him, but maybe realize what we do have in this player. Now, when you get into the numbers, let's spend a little more time on Mr. Okuda because of this crazy number. So when you really dive into it, yes, it's it's the 9.14 cap hit, but this dude makes a base salary of only 895000 in 2022. He has the signing bonus number of 548 then he has a roster bonus if he makes the team of 2.76. That gets you to that number. And it's a 10, almost $11 million cap hit if you were to move on from this player. So 
this guy's going to be here. If you're a Lions fan, if you're a Kool-Aid drinker, you need to just be on his side. Root on number uno, numero uno, FA, whatever you want to call him now, because this guy needs to be a numero uno CB for this football team. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Normally, when you come off an Achilles, it might take a little bit. But if we look even into 2023, it's the same thing. His cap hit and his roster bonus are in the $5 million range. But only a 1.1 base and I mean his cap hit is cut in half so if you want to move on from him next year if he doesn't show up it's much more palatable so I'm really rooting on this guy this year at 23 years old as you said and gosh I just hope he shows up and plays ball I need some interceptions I need some grimy play from him and need the guy to stay healthy yeah, Oak, I mean, look, he's he's going to be he's he's not a free agent till 2024, 20, 2025. So, you know, he's got a he, we got a lot of time, but he you're right. You're absolutely right. He is going to be on this roster. So, if you're a Lions fan and you're thinking just get rid of the bum, it, it ain't happening because he's got guaranteed money. He's got a big cap hit. Um he's going to be here. So, he's going to be here. We got we to gotta get the most out of him. So I'm just hopeful that this guy can step in. And, and again, I'm not looking – he doesn't need to be a top five corner. Can you just give me a top 20 corner and stay healthy? Maybe just stay healthy. One of those. Yeah. Check the check the box because uh, we mean, need you on the field, Mr. Okuda. Does need to stay healthy, but this guy's got to be able to play. And this is, this is why – this is the last thing I want to say on him and we'll move on is – we take the guy at three. He has some unfortunate injury history. He doesn't really play that well on the football field. So that's why that number's at nine plus on a cap hit. But if you think about it, if you take a nasty defensive end, a corner, a quarterback, even a wide receiver these days, that's a beautiful number for some of these other positions. It's a beautiful number for a corner, nine, ten million dollars. Uh, the next two seasons plus then if he balls out, you give him that fifth year option, it probably bumps him up into that 15, you know, 18 range, whatever it's going to be at that point. Who knows what it'll be with the way the cap's going to go up. But that's why he's he, he might not even be free to go anywhere until 2025 if he really plays well and they slap that fifth year on him. So I know people think that's a pipe dream, but it shows why those top picks can be a bargain. But right now it doesn't look like it because we're wondering if he can be healthy and if he could play and he makes almost 10 million bucks uh, type of thing. So that's kind of how the dollars work out there. Do you want to kick us off with a O Oh baby. I think you should say his full name too, Choppy. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna try. I'm just going AO. We're just going we're just going AO. You want you wanna you wanna tickle the people's eardrums with your enunciation skills, you go ahead and do that. For now I'm just gonna call him A O Baby AO You know what's so Thank funny you. is, is everything t- <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, yes. And this guy is a great, great deal at $2.6 million a year. He's a free agent next year. He is 26 years old. Obviously, he was our number one corner last year with 57 tackles, 11 pass defenses, six interceptions. And this guy just balled out, uh, which I was happy to see. Um and I'm ready to see him continue it on. I'm hoping that Okuda can uh, help out on the one end and AO can just continue to dominate and uh, cover those secondary receivers on the other side and just do his thing. So, you know, the cap hit is great, 2.6 mil. Um, and he is, to me, he's a cornerstone. He is someone that we want to get locked up. We want to get paid. And uh, let's get this guy extended because I just love what he brings to the football field. 
if Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated all lines it on the show, he would say his full name, which is Amani. Oh, baby! Yeah, you guys know what it is. He always enunciates it so well. I'm not even gonna go there today. I'm right with you on all that. I I would like to see this guy get done before Hard Knocks even comes. Let's let's kind of give him a nice little two, three, four year deal. Um, probably have to be three, four to keep him in the fold, but hasn't been much news on it. But I'd like to keep him around. Uh, the next kid that I put on the list is Ify Melifonwu. Um, a lot of talk about him kind of being a full safety. What did uh, Cornbread call him? Big Mac, Big Tasty. Um, remember here on the show, we can put big in front of anything and make it into a nickname. We established that, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, Ify here, I mean, gosh, he had some flashes last year. Looking at his numbers, if he's a guy that only makes just over a million dollars as a late third round selection he's only going to be 23 years old here in 2022 he's not even a free agent possibility till 2025 so you got him for three more seasons his numbers just barely go up i mean we're talking about you know 877 this year um on his base goes up to one then goes up to 1.3 very small uh signing bonuses very low cap hits i mean this is a guy you just continue to bring along you figure out where he can play best. And I'd like to see him out on the field a lot more this year. He's very big, very physical, very smart, cerebral type player, in my opinion. So I'm kind of rooting for him to be in that safety mix or be a guy that can cover slots, tight ends, and running backs. But, I mean, if we're going to throw him in the corner mix right now, I love his contract and I love the player. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's his sophomore year, you know, coming in the third round, pick 101. Um, you know, he only played seven games last year. So let's see what this kid can get. I mean, he's a, it's a good hit. It's a good cap hit being a, a third round pick. Um, let's just continue to develop him. But yeah, I want to see him on the field. 6'3", 210. Like, let's go. I want to see what this guy can do. Um, you know, I think a lot of people just forget about him. I, I'll be completely honest. When we yeah. were talking about our corners and, and you're going through the guys that played last year with Jacobs and Price and Parker and AO and all these, they just kind of forget about Iffy. And uh, I don't want, I, I'm, I don't think that Dan Campbell and his, uh, his coaching staff has forgot about Iffy. I think that this guy's ready to have a nice little sophomore season on him. So I love the, I love the dollars, the dollar amount. And uh, let's get him out on the field even more. And, you know, let's see, let's see what the guy can do. So, but I think he, he's a, he now uh, uh, I'll bring up the next guy on my list here that is going to challenge him. And this is a guy we brought in, Mr. Hughes. Can't have two misters. We can't have two I misters. love this. I love this. We can't have two misters on the team. It's, it's Mr. Okuda. I mean, uh, you, you got to come up with something else. We'll put that in your memory bank. I know you've you've hit and missed on a few nicknames, but we can't have two misters um, here on the football team. But but go ahead and talk about Hughes and talk about AJ Parker next too. I'll, I'll give you two guys in a row because I want the guy after that that I got on my list. Yeah, I bet you do. All right, we'll just call him Big Hughes then. So he had a great year last year with KC: seventeen games, forty-seven tackles. Six pass defenses, one interception, four force fum- force fumbles. I mean, again, he's only making two point two million. So I honestly expect this guy to be our number three. I like where he's at. Um, he makes a little less than AO, and I think he is signed for this season. I think he has a twenty twenty three option. 
Um, but yeah, at 2.25 mil, I mean, 25 years old, let's go. I, I think this was a good signing. Played uh, his most, started his career in Minnesota, moved over to Kansas City. And uh, he, this guy's got some uh, good potential here. I like him. I like his signing. And then I'll jump right into your boy, Parker. Uh, 828,000. Uh, he's a restricted free agent in two years, 24 years old. I mean, the guy's young. And again, he's, he's just a young kid. So he's cheap. He's serviceable. He stepped up big when we needed him to last year when we had a bunch of injuries. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, that, you know, let me see here. So, oh, let's see, 50 tackles, seven pass defenses for Mr. Parker, excuse me, I'm sorry, for AJ Parker, no more misters interception. <laughs> um, you know, so again, serviceable for the amount of money or that he doesn't make, you know, with under, make it under a million dollars. So another, a good four or five slot guy. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll roll it up and, uh, set it on a, a T for you to hit out of the park for your next guy. Exactly, man. Before I talk about him, you know, Hughes, former first round pick. He's got talent. We'll see if he can come in and play or the Lions have picked up guys like this in the past. We're all excited about him. And then they just come in here underperform. So I, I think this guy, here's a hot take. I think Mike Hughes will be starting if Mr. Okuda isn't ready or if there's any type of injuries uh, to start the season. Uh, Parker showed a lot in the slot, but I'm, I'm curious what he can do. I do like both those numbers, and I want to throw out one quick thing. So when you go to Spot Track for like an AJ Parker, they have like his cap hit of 828 kind of crossed out, and he only has a $3,331 number. So I'm not totally sure, but it seemed like some of that, like the Lions are giving out the signing bonuses and whatnot, which they can spread over that three, life of the contract. And if A.J. Parker on the cap has only cost you $3,000 this year, that's incredible. So tip your cap uh, to give Brad Holmes a big handshake with those big meat hooks he's got there with what he's doing. Um, that brings me to my next guy, my guy, Jury Jacobs. That's J-U-U-U-R-R-R-R-Y-Y. Why, why, Jury Jacobs? I love this guy. I remember there's a podcast deep in the archives. You ever want to go back and like hear how much I love Trey Flowers, or you want to hear about some of the draft hits and misses I've had, or the whole show I did about DK Metcalf? Uh, you can go back and listen to those, but you can hear me say there's this kid, Jerry Jacobs, they picked up undrafted. He says he's CB1 on his Twitter profile. This guy can seems like he's got confidence and he can play. And Jury's got a lot of confidence. Unfortunate injury last year. When you look at his dollars and cents, he's right in that same AJ Parker number, only 826K. This guy's locked up for 2022. 2023 and then in 2024 he's restricted gosh he just shows so much confidence so much love for the game 25 years old heading into this year seems to be ahead of the schedule with this injury I feel like if he can come back early to mid part of the season and ball like he did last year he's a great depth corner he's a guy that's going to push those top guys where Mr. Okuda slips up or AO's not tackling or not getting that interception production. Look out for Jury to step in and guard the other number one like he did with a lot of confidence last year. So I love this guy's heart. I love his mentality. I'm curious to see if he can put a couple seasons together. But you got to like this contract, this player, everything he's about. So Jury Jacobs, baby, there it is. Who else we got here in the corners? 
A couple a couple notes here to throw out here. We got Mark Gilbert making eight twenty five. We've got Chase Lucas making seven twenty nine, uh, and then we've got Cedric Boswell making uh, seven ten. So, and again, a lot of those I think are bonus payouts. Um, base salaries are pretty low, um, and again, I think you know none of the, no one on that group is really going to be you know, blowing anything up or, or standing out too much on the field. I mean, they're serviceable guys. Gilbert played eight games last year. Worley played three. Uh, you know, they're, it's good to have that depth. Uh, you know, they're all, you know, they're all kind of in the mix uh, if, if we end up having some major injuries. But um, that kind of run, rounds out the uh, corner core. Well, here's a couple quick things, though. Like, to me, I know we love draft picks, but Chase Lucas, to me, the kid they took in the seventh round, he's like 26, I think, already, already coming out of college. But for some reason, like, I like some things about this guy. I feel like they took him for a reason. So Chase Lucas doesn't make any money, um, as you as you noted, or, you know, he seems to be almost like only 24000 on the books when, with, when the bonuses and things are taken out. So I think he could be a very – you know, deep depth corner, special team player, somebody that could maybe surprise you if he needs to go out and, and cover some people. He had a lot of experience in college. And then did you, do you mention Savion Smith at all? Choppy, I kind of tune you out sometimes. Do you mention No, him? I'm sorry. This, this kid's out of no, Alabama, I, you, man. You didn't tune me out. <laughs> $895,000 what he makes. There's been a little buzz around him that he's been showing up in these mini camps and whatnot. So Savion Smith, just keep that name on your back of your tongue there when you head to training camp or when you're uh, reading Lions content. You go to USA Today Lions Wire, check out what Jeff Risden's doing, um, see some articles that I put up from time to time up there. But um, Savion Smith's a guy that could be a depth corner as well. So him and Chase Lucas are the guys I have circled. I feel like Gilbert, Boswell, anybody else at the bottom of this thing is going to be a cap casualty. But as Brad Holmes does, when they let these guys go, it's not going to be any big uh, dead money, any um, thing hurting our football team. So I feel like we've got some corner depth. We're, we're obviously hoping for a few guys to show up, but the dollars make sense. And I think we actually have multiple players that can come in when, when injuries hit. So I'm feeling pretty good about the CBs and the RBs. What say you? Yeah, okay. I mean, look, last year our cor- our corners ranked 31st in coverage uh, last year, according to PFF. Uh, and of course, that's without Mr. Okuda. Sorry, there, I'll give him his proper title there. Um, okay. So while that number is disheartening, it improved tremendously in the last six games of the season. So AG was able to get his guys rolling, started to trending up as we started playing better football together as a team. Um, and and when we're ranked 31, guess what? The only way to go is up. And I like the depth that we have at this position. I think a healthy, healthy Mr. Okuda, a recently extended AO, a second year iffy, a great sneaky signing in Hughes. I think this this core, this group has some potential to be one of our strong suits. So we're going to get some pressure on the edge. We can get it. You know, we'll be getting into defensive ends later in the in the uh, in the segment uh, with our dollars make sense. But right now, I think this cornerback group is going to be able to keep the ball out of the opposing wide receivers hands. Copy. I'm feeling like I mean, we're all excited because football's right around the corner. But as I said a year or so ago, when you start getting excited about this team, of course your Jared Goff love is ridiculous, but like the fact that you're so on board and when I look up and down this roster, I see young players, good contracts, guys with upside. 
Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. Hutch and Jameson Williams. So um, the, I think the arrow is pointing so up for this football team, and I just can't wait to watch him. Even preseason football I'm looking forward to, man. It's going to be really fun to see him develop, grow, and put up Ws and get rolling. So the, the dollars make sense. The players can ball. I can't wait for this, man. It's going to be a great season, not only on the football field, but the, the hockey rink and the basketball court here in Detroit. Can't wait, man. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. The Lions are the youngest roster in the NFL going into the 2022 season. So uh, a lot of young, hungry talent, guys that want to prove uh, that they belong in this league. And I mean, look, I know it's been a little bit of a lull uh, as far as Detroit sports go here with no playoffs and and uh, but, dude, I, I am so excited for this Lions team. I'm jacked about the Pistons. I'm always stoked about the Red Wings. You know me, Mr. Overly Optimistic when it comes to my Red Wings. Uh, I think I told you they'd be making the playoffs about two years Drink ago. In, but uh, this is the year. And uh, and again, I see I see 10 wins coming in for this Lions team, at least. So uh, with that said, man. Great times to come ahead. I can't wait for Hard Knocks. I can't wait for the season. It's coming. We've got a young, hungry team. We've got Hutch. And don't forget about Williams. You know, lots lots and lots of stuff to talk about here, uh, even further on when we get into our other position groups here during the, uh, during the Dollars Make Sense breakdowns. Copy always with that red Kool-Aid. Thank goodness I finally got him on the show and drinking that delicious... <laughs> Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid that's Super Bowl flavored soon to be. Choppy, I can't thank you enough on the show. I don't I'm sure you picked up on it, but now you're getting a bell every time you use it. Absolutely. So I feel like you should do that one more time as well as maybe hit the people with multiple catchphrases that you've made famous, and then we'll get up out of here. Oh, absolutely, Okri. I mean look, my limo just pulled up. It's got my cup of green M&M's. Actually, scratch that. Make it the blue M&M's. The blue M&M's are ready. I only eat maize and blue M&M's. The limo has this temperature set at a crisp 72 degrees. Uh, The driver is flagging me down now. And, um, oh, what's that? What? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll get Okay, hey. Uh, The limo driver says I got to do it one last time. Hashtag choppy locky. Woo! I'm out. Hashtag choppy locky. Oh, my goodness, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back to back. Start the play. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.